Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Friday, January the 26th. And welcome to our commentary. We're going to talk a little bit about Texas and the border today. I have a post at the American Thinker about what is happening in Oakland, California, which is dreadful, what is happening what is happening out there. And also, I want to talk a little bit about a post that uh, I've got coming out this weekend about the media and the crisis in the media. It's absolutely stunning, the number of people in the media who are getting laid off. It's a, it's a fascinating uh, story, to say the least. But let me begin. I just saw this literally in the, in the last hour. I was watching, uh, wasn't even watching TV, but I just turned on to see the weather because it's getting a little chilly here uh, in Texas this weekend. I mean, that's why I'm wearing this sweater, because it's <laughs> it's getting a little chilly. But anyway, um, I just happened to watch in the news, there's a high school coach. I think it's in Oregon, I think. And he's been, he's quit his job. And the reason he's quit his job is because he coaches girls and he will not coach if boys are allowed to play with girls. And he's saying this is completely wrong. It's unfair to the girls. The guy's exactly right. I mean, boys and girls are different. Did, where did we where did we all of a sudden forget that? Boys and girls are physically different. 18-year-old boys, 17-year-old boys are stronger. They're bigger than girls. This is not a civil rights issue. This is biology. It's just biology. That's all that it is, biology. And what's amazing to me is that for centuries we've known this. And then all of a sudden now it's become a civil rights issue that a boy has the right to play in a girl's team. That's insane. It's just absolutely insane. So I congratulate this coach uh, for resigning and standing up for the girls. Really, that's what he's doing. He's standing up for the girls. I congratulate him for that. I'm going to try to maybe get more information about it, maybe uh, uh, talk about it in one of our next podcasts. But it's, it's just crazy what is happening in our country where people do not understand. Apparently, they don't understand that boys and girls are different. Everything is a civil rights issue with these people. Well, no, there are civil rights. Like, for example, yeah, you don't discriminate against women at work or in school or whatever. Yes, that, that's everybody understands that. But we're talking here about sports. I mean, it's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. So anyway, keep an eye on that. I'm going to get more information, try to find out this man's name, maybe try to do an article article about it. Well, obviously, the big story in Texas today is this coming showdown between the federal government and uh, the state of Texas over this little section called Eagle Pass on the border with Mexico. The The situation uh, is apparently coming to a head because the federal government has told uh, the Texas governor that they need to back down, basically. They need to let the Border Patrol agents cut this wire that Texas had put in that section. I don't know what's going to happen, honestly. I, I cannot believe, and I, and I say this quite sincerely, I cannot believe that the White House is stupid enough to federalize the National Guard, which is what they would have to do. They would have to take the, the, the Texas National Guard and put it under the president's control. Now, he can do this. He can do this. But historically, this has happened in very rare circumstances. It usually has to do with like an earthquake or a, a hurricane or something like that, where, you know, the, the the local government needs the help of the federal government 
to maintain control or whatever over a large population area. And, you know, the federal government steps in and does the law enforcement. But that's those are the cases that I'm familiar with. This one with Texas, I, I don't think we've ever had a case like this before. But if the Biden White House thinks that they're going to federalize the Texas National Guard and open up the border so that more people come in, if that's what they think, I don't know what they're smoking at the White House because that's not going to be very popular for them to do that. There are already 25 states who have basically signed on letters supporting what Texas is doing. And I guarantee you that there's more states that would do it, but they're afraid of the political consequences, particularly Democrat governors. But the Democrat governor in Arizona, she is in a mess because she's their hospitals on the border and other social services on the border are in a mess right now because people crossing over. So I guarantee you that if she could do it, she would. But politically, of course, it, it's going to be difficult for a Democrat to go along with this. That's why the 25 states that have done it so far are states with Republican governors. But 25 states is half of the country. And when you add Texas, 25, that's 26 out of the 50 states. So that's ha- more than half of the country. And it's, it is it is just ridiculous what's happening on the border. So we'll know more. Uh, by the time you watch this video or by the time we do our next video, we'll have a better idea of what's going to happen. But there's a coming showdown. I mean, there's, uh, you know, something's got to give here. And so far, I congratulate the governor for standing up for Texas, not just for Texas, but standing up for what he's doing. And what he's doing is 100 percent correct. Anyway, let me talk a little bit about a post that I have over at the American Thinker today. And it's about the crime crime situation in Oakland, California. You may have heard that the baseball team, the Oakland A's, is leaving California and moving to Vegas. And one of the reasons is that Oakland is a city in total decline. The crime is out of control. Uh, I mean, it's horrible. Businesses are closing. And the latest business to close in Oakland is this hamburger chain, In-N-Out. Now, you may not be familiar with it. We have it here in Texas. It's just another one of these hamburger chains. I mean, I I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, I've had hamburgers there a couple of times. They're okay. I mean, the food is is what you would expect from some of these, you know, hamburgers uh, places. But they're pulling out. They're closing. And the reason they're closing is two reasons. They say, number one, there's too much theft going on. People are eating lunch in the restaurant. And people come in and they steal things and nothing happens to these people. They hijack cars. Nothing happens to these people. So they're closing because of the theft going on and also because they don't want to put their employees in these difficult, you know, dangerous situations where if you work at a place like that, I mean, you could be robbed or your car could be hijacked uh, in the parking lot. So they've closed. They're moving out. And why is this happening? It's happening because the local government doesn't have the guts to put down the crime. The the governor of California is a disgrace. He doesn't have the guts to say, I'm going to save my city. I mean, he has a problem in San Francisco. He has a problem in Oakland. He has a problem in L.A. where these cities are completely worthless. Crime is out of control. And, well, we know here in California, I mean, here in Texas, the number of people who are leaving California and moving to Texas, uh, I saw a story recently where 122,000 people had left California and moved to Texas. 
122,000 people, that's a small city. That's not a small group of people. That's like a small city. And they've moved to California. And we know here in North Texas that, you know, this is a preferred destination for many people from California to move here. They they also they also moved to Austin, Texas. That's another very popular destination. So people are leaving California and they're moving to Texas because California is collapsing. The cities are collapsing because the leadership doesn't seem to have the guts to enforce the law or to challenge the criminals. And what a shame this is that our cities are falling apart because their local leadership and the governors don't want to do anything about it. And then, of course, President Biden seems more interested in fighting with Texas than in doing something about the crime in these cities. What a what a terrible, absolutely horrible situation that you're seeing in, in these uh, cities in the United States. And, you know, when you lose your cities, cities, cities are in many ways the face of your country because most people know you by the cities. For example, I know Canada because of Montreal or Toronto. That's how we know of Canada. You know, you know of France because of Paris, England because of London, uh, and so on. So the city is always the face of a country. And when you lose your cities, particularly you lose them to crime, you're devastating your culture. And you're destroying one of the most valuable things that you have, which is the city. You know, cities have the history and the monuments and the buildings. I mean, New York City, for example. New York City, for most people around the world, New York City is the face of the United States. You know, so, and yet New York City is a mess right now because of some of the local leadership and some of the things that I talked about, about Oakland. San Francisco is a disgrace. I mean, the buildings are empty. People don't want to go downtown. Businesses are moving out. I mean, unbelievable. San Francisco used to be one of the greatest cities in North America, just greatest cities in North America. I was there a couple of times, one on business, one on pleasure. It was great, great city, beautiful views. It's just a great place, beautiful climate. The climate was wonderful, or is wonderful, I guess. They haven't killed the climate yet. But what a disgrace today, San Francisco. I mean, what a terrible disgrace. And the local leadership apparently doesn't want to do anything about it. And that's the shame of it all. Well, I've got a post uh, coming out on Saturday about what's happening in the media. If you've been keeping an eye on the media, you're seeing that newspapers are closing. The LA Times is literally on the deathbed. Uh, you know, more and more people are tuning out. CNN, for example, had an interview with Vice President Harris a couple of nights ago. Now, you would think that an interview with the Vice President of the United States in a political year would get a good audience. No, they had 338,000 people watch that interview. That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. 338,000 people. You have radio stations in big cities that get bigger audiences than that. And here is CNN, an interview with the vice president of the United States. So these networks are falling apart. I mean, the only one that is really keeping an audience is Fox News. MSNBC keeps an audience, but they're usually about a million people or so. And that's basically because they're appealing to the craziest of the anti-Trump people. Okay. And so, you know, there's a million people out there who hate Trump. So they watch MSNBC every night just to get their fix of hating Trump. But, you know, CNN is a, a terrible mess and these newspapers. And the point of my article is this. 
what what do these people say to each other when they get laid off? What are they talking about when they're getting the 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 termination papers? Do they ask themselves, why is it that we're losing audiences? Why is it that people are not watching us? And I think that's a conversation that the media should have. You know, it's not that people are not buying newspapers. I get that. But we're talking here about all of these organizations losing audiences and, and losing ratings and viewers. And you got to ask yourself what's going on. And I'm just wondering if I worked at a newspaper or if I worked at CNN and I kept seeing these terrible ratings, I think I would say, you know, what, what are we doing here that nobody wants to watch us? What, what's going on? And I don't know if they're having those conversations, but they should, because I think maybe if they had those conversations, they would understand why so many people are leaving them. And I happen to think it's because they've become predictable in how they cover the news. In other words, if you watch CNN, you know, all they're going to do is talk about Trump. They don't have anything else to talk about other than Trump. And if you watch MSNBC, it's Trump is a dictator. And, you know, after a while, that stuff gets uh, pretty boring, uh, to say the least. So anyway, check out my post uh, coming out uh, this weekend. Well, we leave you today with a happy birthday greetings to one of my favorite people, one of the funniest people in the planet, and that's Bob Euchre, who was a baseball player and is actually his real job as a radio announcer for the Milwaukee Brewers. But he's made some movies, and this guy is hilarious. If you've never seen him, he is so funny. And uh, he's 89 years old today, so I want to wish uh, Mr. Bob Euchre a happy number 89. Funny man. Very funny man. That's uh, that's my, how much I can tell you. He's a very funny man. Just listen to him one time or watch that some of the movies that he's been in. Thank you for watching. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. Have a great weekend. We'll be talking a lot more about Texas. This is, of course, a big topic uh, here. And hopefully we'll chat with our friend George Rodriguez uh, from South Texas about this uh, the next time. Have a wonderful day, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Texas, where everything seems to be happening right now.